Welcome back to the White Collar Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Phil. I've probably had the best day ever. Zach, not so much. Here he is. He's a little slow today. Zach, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hasn't been the best day. I'm feeding off of your depression right now. Can you wrap your microphone I will through do the this. wire? I will do this. We have been sitting here for the past three hours. Once again, Philip was two hours late to the podcast. We were uh, supposed to start fault. at eight. I and scheduled a dinner. I scheduled a dinner, a business dinner, uh, unfortunately, at eight, and I got back at 1030. So that's and my that's now that's my 1130. Yeah. What I'm were that we guy. doing the last hour? I was talking to my greatest friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And it was it was great. It was great. Thanks for asking. Uh, great dinner. Sorry that I kept you waiting. That's totally fine. Don't ha- let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, what a fucking day it's been. You know what? You know what today felt like. It felt like when we were in school, when we were in university, and we were working on projects for computer science. And we were just sitting in the same fucking syntax error over and over and over, and over, and over again. again for days. Yeah. That's and and you know what you would do? You wouldn't even just, you wouldn't even change the code. You would change the comments, which affect the code in no way possible. Yeah. And you would just keep running and compiling the, the program because you just had enough of it. And you know, the only thing that fixes it? Is stepping away for a day, coming or just back, dropping and, out of school. Well, I was gonna get to that, <laughs> but stepping in for a day, coming back, and then within thirty seconds you fixed it. That's what I feel like everything that's happened today. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, um, it's like getting a breath of fresh air when you're cooped up inside all day. Exactly, it's like you just need a massage sometimes at eleven yeah. thirty at night. Yeah, to relieve some stress. Yeah. So anyway, um, on that school topic, formal education kind of failed us. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, at the end of the day, we finished high school, which was some of the worst years of my life. <laughs> I'm sure many yeah. can relate. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say the worst years. Like, it was great. You you learn a lot, um, but then you go into post-secondary college, university, and then those are some of the most stressful because not only are you in school, you're also paying a ton of debt off while you're in school and it stresses you out, and uh, the only way you can cope is partying and spending more money. That's what we did. The only way to, when you're in university, you live for the weekend. You live for the next party. Literally. That's a horrible way to live. And you know what's crazy? This is what's crazy. This is what I realized is it, it, it's, not, it's the same thing over and over again. You go through high school, you live for the next party. You go through university, you live for the next party. You work nine to five, you literally live for the next yeah. party because a lot of our friends are in the nine to five. You're, you're kind of in the nine to five space. Not really. Zach doesn't do much work. Four-hour work week. <laughs> mm, sounds about right. But he definitely doesn't work for the weekend or live for the weekend, rather. Um, but a lot of our friends do in that space. Yeah, it's a very weird mindset. And even, it's so true, actually, that you bring up once you start working nine to five, people still live for the weekend. It's a habit. It's definitely a habit. 
It's a habit that's born out of the way grade school is structured. Yeah. Monday through Friday, you're supposed to dedicate all of your time to somebody else. And the weekend is for you. And that is it. Imagine having Sunday scaries every Sunday for the rest of your life. Yeah. Sucks. Imagine, imagine this. I'm going to put you in a different scenario. Imagine not knowing what day it is. That's been us for the last few months. That's been us for, for a good amount of time. And it's one of the greatest feelings in the entire world. Like, I miss holidays. Like, n- not miss as in I want them back. Did I you miss know? them. I did not know. I did not know. Did you know that Easter is this weekend? I didn't know. I got a text from my parents saying they want to have dinner. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know if today's Thursday or if it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday now. Could be. <laughs> That's a possibility. Actually, you're right. It's Tuesday. Wow. I thought it was Thursday. Yeah. It literally could have been Thursday. I wouldn't know. Could have been Sunday. I wouldn't know. Like every day is the same and that's not a bad thing. It's every day is just, I it's great. wake up and I get to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm excited for the day. I'm not excited for anything else. Yeah. It's just, great. Let's get to work. Um, the, other th- the other interesting thing is, man, I had this, I think everybody's probably, probably realized it, but I wasn't able to really understand it until recently. The way school works, it's literally built to breed employees. Like, remember when we were in school and it's like, oh, you put your hand up, you have an interest. Teacher's like, shut up and sit down. Oh, um, don't collaborate with your friends. Don't work on this together. This is independent work. What the fuck is even that? Independent work? No, I mean, like, what the fuck is even that? Like. It's insane. Every single thing about life after education is all about collaborating with people. Yeah. Think, think it's all about, about your interests. Think it's, about everything online. It's all collaboration. Yeah. Think about the best, the biggest social medias, Instagram, Reddit, Snapchat, Facebook. It's all collaboration. That's all it is. Yeah, and even like getting work done, like with 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 the business, right? All of the skills that you need to build a business, you do not learn as a student. Facts. They literally tell you in class, do not work on this homework with anybody else. Study and memorize everything for this test. In the real world, you have fucking Google, Siri. Like, oh, I'm on. Like, an example is like I'm. On sales calls all the time, I don't know the answer to the question. Yes, I've been told to remember everything. Does anybody remember anything? No. You can just Google shit on the spot. Why the fuck is school trying to come up with this whole, like, closed book tests and all this? Everything needs to be open book. You need to learn as a child how to leverage your resources. Yeah. Formal education does not teach you how to do that, and that's where it's failed us. That's the most important thing, though, leverage. And realizing that's there and realizing you do not need to do half the shit that you think you need to do alone. To build a software company, you don't need to learn how to code. Find somebody that does. Convince them to spend time on the project and sell them on the outcome. And if you like to code, then great. Find somebody who could sell your product. That's really it. You have to focus and hone your skills on one thing and you build a community around you to support that one thing. That is, that takes so many people so long to realize when they come out of school. 
years, decades, decades, decades. It actually, it really does suck because I look at some of the smartest people that I have gone to school with and they will never live up to their full potential because all of their ideas are stuck in their head. And if you think that's naive, it's not. You stupid fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you stupid fuck. Listen to what we're saying. Yeah, we're right. We're 110% right. Like, I bet you right now, the person that's listening to this podcast has such an incredible idea in their head, but you might not execute on it because you do not have the communication skills to sell external stakeholders on what it is and communicate in a language that they'll understand. And I bet some of you listening to this podcast are not open-minded enough to finish this podcast. Yeah, so I if bet. you're one of those, fuck you. listen to me right now, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Open your mind. At least take in the information we're saying, digest it, and then spit it back out. Or digest it and then think we're wrong and then fuck off and don't come back. Yeah, don't come at us in the comments. You stupid fuck. <laughs> All right, I think we finished the rant section of the podcast. Yep. What <laughs> Oh. Yeah, this today's uh is a little bit more unstructured. We've had quite the day. We've had definitely quite the day. Um I opened an $800 candle today on TikTok yes. and it got 30,000 views in so the first few hours. I've been analyzing Zach's page cuz that's what we do. And we really know the videos that work. And the videos that work is something like incredible, like the unboxing thing, or when you actually do your hair instead of wear a hat. Yeah, we've, we, so we look at data. Data has all the answers. We make data-driven decisions up with literally everything that we do down to like how we spend an hour of our time throughout the day. Period. And so when you look at the data on my TikTok, now I'm not, I'm not TikTok famous or anything like that. I have 2,500 followers. I actually crossed that. That was a uh, goal of mine, 2,500. So I crossed that today. Well, so set higher goals. Well, 40,000 for the year, but... That's shit. Let's do 100. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like Adam right now. <laughs> <laughs> set higher goals. Come on. Love you, Adam. <laughs> um, but, as I was saying, we look at the data, and all the videos that do really well have uh, two commonalities to them. One, my hair is done. So anything with a hat doesn't do well. Today's video was the first one that did well with a hat on. And the second thing is I'm talking. All content that I don't talk in or any content I don't really talk in doesn't do super well. Uh, And that's an obvious on TikTok. People are looking to build a relationship with the person that's behind the camera. So that makes a lot of sense. Short form videos where you're not talking, you're doing montages and stuff. Unless you're like the top... 0.5% 0.5% of video editors in the world. Um, it's just, it'll get views, but it's not going to get a lot of engagement. It's not going to like gonna get a lot of follows. You know what's also interesting? I was st- starting to, like with the two guys that I was at dinner with tonight, best friends from high school, they uh, are not big, like they just don't care about social media. Yeah. Uh, one of them is going through sort of like, um, Life change. No, I'm kidding. Med school. <laughs> med school. And he really wants to get into, like, a, have a social media presence with it. And I was explaining the value of TikTok to him. So a lot of people, like, my age don't even realize yeah. the power of TikTok. And I was explaining the whole con- concept of TikTok is the very first social media platform that is pushing underproduced content. You look at, like, Instagram and you look at YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, the content that gets pushed out there 
like I can use Wong Food Productions. They make skits. They have like an employee base over ten people. They have hundred thousand dollar cameras, video editors, the whole nine yards. They put so much work and money into every single video. Yeah. TikTok, anybody can pick up, talk for thirty seconds, and completely blow up. That's yeah. the that's the new way to engage with the audience is underproduced, relatable, raw, authentic content that people can build a relationship with. And people don't understand that yet. And I just want to I just want to note on that, you know, Wong Fu versus a TikToker, let's say they both have 10 million followers. They're making very similar checks because it's not their their ability to monetize is based off of their relationship with their audience. Right. So if we have someone with 10 million followers that has a really good relationship with their audience, they're going to make even more money than this team of 10 people because they're be going to be able to sell a lot better and convince them. Let's say a brand comes to me. I'm, I'm going to be able to convince my audience a lot better to buy this brand's product because I have such a good relationship. Wong Fu is, you know, a lot of entertainment. Right. Other companies obviously sponsor them. But just like look at the difference. One person versus 10, a 10 person team. And that one person is just filming, you know, for an hour a day. One thing I want to figure out was like, although Wang Fu and a TikToker with 10 million followers is pulling in similar checks, Wang Fu Productions margins might be a lot smaller because they're paying out so many different things. But with that said, YouTube deals are way more money yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, um, yeah, TikTok, yeah. like YouTube is still where the money, the biggest money is at. Yeah, because that platform has crazy retention. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like if you look at the top YouTubers, their retention's ridiculous. Like fifty percent of people watch the whole ten minute video. Like yeah. it's stupid. But uh, but I would say TikTok is still number one when it comes to growth. Oh yeah. Even if you want to grow your YouTube channel, clip your shit and put it on TikTok, like us. Yep. Follow our lead. Yep. Otherwise, you're a stupid fuck. That was supposed to be a button. Clip that. Clip that, Aiden. Clip that shit. So, uh, we got a Tesla recently. And even if things are a 10-minute walk, fill up drives. <laughs> yeah. Because I went out to dinner today. As you heard, I was two and a half hours late, apparently. Not apparently, you just were. I was. I was. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, so it was a 10-minute walk, and if I'm going to go to a nice restaurant at a nice dinner with, you know, a friend or two, I'm going to take my Tesla. Like, it's just, no, there's, like, come on. You're telling me that if you didn't have a decent whip, like, it's not a great whip, but, it, like, a decent whip, you're not going to take it out to dinner, even though it's couple minutes down the road and pay $20 parking like I don't see why not I don't think I would do that if I had a McLaren in the garage it's for the vibes or when I have a McLaren in the garage and we go eat at a place down the street Bisha <laughs> that's next door by the way yeah <laughs> imagine you would you would have to take it bro come on I would even, pop even Moretti's which is right downstairs by the way it's in our building you would you would take it out of the garage to park it outside. You are correct. Yes, dude. That's the flex, man. You do things for the vibe. I don't care how pointless it is. It's a vibe. You're, you're definitely right. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. I don't know if I would actually. No. No, I wouldn't. 
I don't know if I would. If we were going to go have dinner at Myth, or if we were going to go have, somewhere in King West, I would not whip. Now, if we're going to Old Town, if we're going to Financial District. If it's a McLaren, I'm whipping. I don't even think I could do that. I'll whip your McLaren. Which one? Uh, the white one. Which white one? Uh, the one that says Kingpin on the license plate. Oh, that? I haven't driven that one in a long time. Yeah, that's why I'd take it. Um, okay, I got to get my intern to bring that to service, put some summer tires on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a text. Clip that. Clip that shit. Damn. Any questions for me about school? <sighs> By the way, um, just some more context into me dropping out. I dropped out with one credit left and all the coursework was done. I just did not show up to the exam. Who did the coursework? You did. That's right. <laughs> I paid Philip. I was How broke. How much did I pay you at <laughs> Oh the my time? God. Okay. This is insane. This is it. I would never <laughs> in my life, this motherfucker <laughs> right here got me so good. I <sighs> swear I could have said 5k and he would have been like, yeah, I'll do it. Even I wouldn't even do it for 5k. You would not do it for 10K. I, I would I would consider it for 10. But listen, I got paid $1,500 to do a four-month course on top of the four months. So it was a fourth-level course. I didn't even do level one. So yeah. I had to learn year one, two, three in order to do the fourth-year course. And guys, this is not some like, business and girls this is not some business course where you could just bullshit your way through this was like coding so you have to learn html then css then javascript then j plus plus c plus plus d plus fucking all that bullshit just to put together a website with design and graphics and like movement and Security like protocol you had to do the whole literally connecting it to amazon web systems to host it and to get a database and to pull data from the database it was fucking shit it was so shit so somehow i convinced phil to spend all this time doing it and then what happened was god i'm heated fuck he did all the work submitted all the assignments and i realized i didn't know anything about the course so i couldn't write the exam so i just never wrote the exam and then i dropped out of school yeah so i and 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 yeah. mind you i was doing this course for you while i started my first successful online business and while you were also a student at the same time. And at one point I was making that in a day. Doing nothing. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> why. I was just like, oh my freak. Like, well, because at some point you started to outsource the work on Fiverr, right? Yeah, that's when I was like making money and I'm like, I can't. Like, I just, I'll just make another like e-commerce store. I'll just make another one. Like, like I in, in a I can make an e-commerce store a day, multiple a day, and you're out here paying me $1,500 for four months of work. That's crazy. I actually exploited the shit out of you. Yeah. That's tough. I'm upset. Anyway, so that's uh, how I dropped out. Um, 
Yeah, but I shouldn't have, I should have dropped that weight earlier. Honestly, when I look back at my years in university, a lot of dropouts look back and they have, no, not a lot of dropouts would say this, but a lot of people that I would explain my struggles to would say it's all worth it in the end. A few years out of school, you'll look back and have some type of retrospective. Yeah, that's called the wrong environment. And I'm like looking back on it and the only thing university taught me was how to bullshit my way through things and that was it. Taught me no, it did not teach me hard work. Facts. It did not teach, none of the courses taught me anything that I even know about today. Yeah. In one ear, out the other. University was literally just there. You're there to learn enough to get you through the next midterm, and that is it. The second the midterm happens, you don't remember anything. It's a terrible environment. It's a horrible environment. And um, I regret, I actually, this is one thing I do regret is going to university. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if we knew then what we know now, we wouldn't have even graduated high school. That's just how it works. Yeah. But also, but also, on that note, we're where we're at because we went to school and then we dropped out. You know, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, You live and you learn. But at, at the point where you can freely make your decisions and not be scared of being financially unstable, that's a really cool point to be at because you can realistically go and be wherever you want to go because you have the confidence that no matter where you end up, you're going to make it. Clip that. That's why they call me daddy. Don't don't put that in, Aiden. <laughs> don't put that in. Still going? Yeah, just making sure. <sighs> yeah, school wasn't fun. What about the social aspect of school? What did you think about that, bro? Okay, we talked about it earlier in this podcast, but I wanna I wanna engrave it in the listeners, the viewers' head. So. Again, the weekend was to get away from school, right? You meet a lot of people, you'd go out, you'd have fun, and you'd be hung over for about 12 hours the next day. And that was two to three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'd be like, oh, you'd wake up, you're like, I'm so fucked. I have an exam, or I have a test, or I have a group project. And then you're stressed for the rest of the day, and then you're impulsively going out again because you're so stressed. You, people don't realize it in the moment, but the rea- the reason you're going out is because you're stressed. The reason you're drinking as much as you're drinking on weekends is to escape what happens Monday through Friday and escape the stress that you're experiencing and the pressure that you're under to show up for some essay or some exam the next week. It's literally it. Yeah. Because if, really, if you really enjoyed school, wouldn't you want to keep studying every single day and not go out um, and drink. You can go out with your friends, your friends, whatever. But like when you're drinking or smoking or whatever, you're, ex- you're escaping something. You're escaping your, your reality. There's, there's people that really love being students, but 
I think there are. That's why those are the the people that stay in, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but they there's also those that like being students just because of like the cushion. There's no responsibility being a student. Like you have, you don't yeah. have bills to pay. You have loans that are basically carrying your way through. You're being told what to do every single day. You don't have to. You're not responsible for yourself, basically. Yeah, that that's for people. Um, and that's why I'm glad I went to school, by the way, because when I was 18 and I graduated high school or 17, whatever, I wasn't ready to go out in the real world. So what university acts is, as is like an incubator. It's like a fish tank, right? You're you're a small shark, and until you're ready to become a big shark, they're not gonna, or you're not gonna, your mind is not gonna let you. Your mind is not gonna release you to the ocean. In order to become a big shark, you have to be with the big fish. And if you're not ready, and it's just mindset, that's all it is. You can be 15 and have the right mindset, drop out of high school, right? That's why it happens. That's why you hear these stories. You just yeah. have to, you just have to be ready and be confident. It's honestly, confidence. And at the end of the day, if I were to summarize that, it's you have to be delusional that you're confident in yourself. Because oh, if yeah. you're confident, then you you have nothing to be confident about at this current moment. But you have to be delusional that you have made a million dollars, have a successful business, and then you make the jump. You know you're doing something right if the people around you are making you feel crazy or feel like an outcast. If you're talking to your friends about ideas and they're laughing at you, you're on the right path. You're also in the wrong environment too. Oh yeah, but so, you'll real you'll realize that on your so, own. So yeah, it'll happen where you just start moving away from those types of people. Yeah. Um, like for me, for example, I would be hanging out with my friends, and this was still in high school, and I would like I would look, um, you know, I'd look on social media and be like, "Yo, these guys are doing something dope, dope, dope," and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has a very similar experience. You're like. It would be so cool to do what what's like a famous social media person. Like you can just like use any YouTuber. Any any YouTuber. Like it'd be so cool to do what Mr. Beast does. Why don't we, you know, start a, a YouTube channel and start doing that or pranks or whatever and then everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, it's like it's so hard to do that. Like it's so hard to make it and stuff." But at the end of the day, the people that make it are the people that are delusional that they're going to make it. And they have something that others don't. I've been part of so many friend groups that have had ideas like, let's make a channel that's like this and like that. Wait, I want to stop you there. What do you mean something that others don't? Elaborate on that. Oh, I'll, I'll explain what it is. Okay. But I've had friends that are like, let's... But can everybody have that thing? Yes. Okay, yes. that's and what you, I'm trying and to you get know at. The thing. You know I the know thing the thing. Is, you know I the just want to make sure like anybody listening to this can, can have, have that thing. thing. Right now, you might not have the thing. But you could have the but thing. But you can have the thing. The thing is important. The thing is the secret ingredient. What is the secret ingredient? Well, let me... <laughs> tell, tell, tell us. Stop coughing. Get that mic out of your mouth. Let's go. I've been a part of friend groups that will have, like, a really cool idea. Like, oh, let's, like, make a channel like that's, like, prank versus prank. Jesse Wellens, like, right? Or let's make a channel that's, like, Jake Paul. Let's make whatever. You all get together... You just spend hours planning and planning and, and planning. planning and you're planning. And then you're like, okay, let's get back. Let's, let's film tomorrow. And 
people just flake off and fuck off, and that's it. The idea dies. Yeah. You're the first person that, that was in my life that actually follows through with shit when we come up with ideas. Yeah. It, it took but, a while. Yeah. You know what? What it, Like, I was that guy that would always plan and plan and plan. Me too. Um, And then it's... Because I used to have this thing... What's it called? It's like... It has to be perfect, like perfect analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis, like everything has to be perfect and it has to be one hundred and ten percent. Like if there's one mistake, you can't release it. And similar to this podcast, like I trip over my words all the time. It's similar to my business. Like, you know, I may lose a client, I may lose a sale because I've trip over my words or say the wrong thing. But at the end of the day, same thing with girls, it's a numbers game. And if you play with big numbers, you're going to win big. Sheer volume. Get your shots up. Get your shots up. Do whatever it takes to get your shots up. And execute fast. The only thing, honestly, like that thing that I was referring to earlier, you can have the best ideas in the world and you can be really good at communicating. Without discipline, you're not going to get anywhere. And I want to talk on discipline. Discipline is not being passionate about what you do. It's none of us have none of us have passion for some of the things. The passion, things that we do every single passion day. is subjective. Yeah, but objectively, if you want to do anything, all you need is discipline. You don't need to like what you do. You think I like waking up and answering twenty, thirty emails? No. But I could see the future. I could see the goals. I could see where I'm going to be. I answer those twenty, thirty emails. I get on with my day. And I do some stuff that I enjoy, yeah. right? You're not going to enjoy every single step of the process. As long as you enjoy the overall process and the journey to get where you want to be, that's what it's about. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate right now because I've had people in my life where they ask me the question, or I'll explain that to them. Like, why do you work so hard? Like, you're not living. Like, you're not, you're living to work. You know, you're missing out on the life's greatest pleasures. You're not traveling. You're not doing this. Um, you're just limiting yourself because you're obsessed with your work. If you're one of those people, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> second of all, I know I know exactly. I used to not have a response to that because I've always taken pride in working hard. But uh, now my answer is a little bit different. But what would you do if... Somebody said that to you. Well, you know my life. I like travel once a month. I live life and but you know I also work 12, 16, yeah, 18 hours a day if I need to. Um I think just I honestly just I see the balance. Not every not the daily balance, but the monthly balance. Yeah. Um So like honestly and here here's Here's my here's my perspective on that. If you argue with the fool, you are a fool. So I just shut the fuck up and get on with my day. Yeah. I don't even answer that question. That's a great answer. I don't need it's to. It's a stupid question. I don't need to. You know why they're asking that question? Because they're asking themselves, why can't I do this? Oh, yeah. No, totally. It's It's like a... It's like trying to make you, themselves feel better. What about do you have? What do you have, Zach, that I don't? Discipline. And you can have it too. 
That's it. I'm I'm interested in understanding, you know, people that have like effed off and gone traveling for months and months and months before starting their lives. Like, uh, like right out of the university, yeah, they would go exactly. or college for the U.S. audience. They would go and they would go to Thailand for like a month and stuff like that. Longer than that, like spending years. Yeah, or even years. I think that's incredible. I think everybody should get the opportunity to do that. That's what I think because I did it. I did it. I didn't do it for years. I just did it for months. Yeah. And moving to a new place where you know nobody. Yeah, but you were maybe, working the whole time. Maybe one person. You were working the whole time. You did it for work. I'm talking about literally just to go and like. Figure shit out. Yeah. I When I went to Miami and I lived there for a few months. I felt like that was. That was like the thing for me. Like I. I feel like that was where the most gro- most growth happened. Like I figured out a lot about myself because I went there with with one person, well, two people, but w- let's just talk about the one person. Yeah. Um, and we were working, but we were also like just like exploring, like what is this life? What what can life offer? Mm-hmm. Um, and that spiraled into today. But what do you yeah. think about the whole going one year off, like? Like literally fucking off, like quitting your job, going somewhere for a whole year, you know nobody, and just figuring things out. I get why people do it totally. They need, they need a perspective shift. Everybody needs a perspective shift. Yeah, it's just like it's like you're evolving, you're leveling up. Like See, one of the easiest ways to level up is just to go and fuck off and and do something for a year. Yeah, the. The interesting thing was, and I'm going to say this as like a 24 year old who didn't do that, who didn't, who didn't fuck, like school finished, dropped out, went straight to working. And I haven't taken more than seven days off in three years. Um, the concept of taking a year off, like delaying starting your career for a year, when your mind is solely focused on like, the corporate world and climbing the corporate ladder it sets you back like i have goals to be um one of like the youngest executive vice presidents and a year in that whole stint to me and where i am i see it as a long time i know in the grand scheme of things a lot of people can zoom out and say that it's not mm. but i've just seen how quickly i've risen through the ranks recently and if i were a year behind i would probably be three promotions back so here's what happened to you. You caught a wave. You caught a wave and you never looked back. Definitely. Some people don't see the momentum and they're just like, I got to I gotta go. I got to leave. I would have done that 100% if I didn't start my own business and finish school because I've worked corporate. I'm just not fit for that environment. And I was just like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't start my own business. Like, I, I don't know. There's, because I worked, my dream job like as an intern but i worked yeah. my dream job yeah it's just i don't know i was just like fuck i can't i don't know what to do i was so like i was so stuck yeah i'm that's that's this is the one thing where i'm like a little i think a little bit behind others i haven't gone places for a long time basically just been in toronto and traveling for work like short trips for work Multiple times a month has literally been it. North America, East Coast, like I don't go far. 
I don't go. I don't even go as far as Miami twice, maybe. Yeah. But that's the one thing where that You're I haven't missing experienced out. yet. And that's, I, I like think, you, what we're going to get with, with New York. But yeah. me moving somewhere and not working for months at a time, I just I don't even see that happening, period, ever mm. in my life. If I was handed a billion dollars, I would try to go <laughs> turn it into two. Yeah, that's insane. The I more think the more money you get, the more games you can play. Yeah, like you mean moving around though. What do you mean? Would you like? Would you be moving around a lot, or do you just want to stay in, in one physically? Oh no, I would move around a lot. But but I, okay. what, what I mean is like, um, oh, spending the money that you have on this. No, no, no. What things, I mean no? is like li- like chilling on a beach and just enjoying, oh. like just kind of cruising. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever be able to do that either. It it doesn't seem... I can't, like... It seems like... We are more than capable to go to, like, an all-inclusive and get fucked up for seven days. We haven't done that that once. None of that sounds even... It's it's not. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to a speech that was delivered by a former U.S. president recently. And he said... Or somebody in the crowd, I think, asked him, when are you going to stop working? You're wealthy. And, oh my God, that's just such his, a his, 99% mindset. I know, I know. And his response was this. He's like, I have friends. I get calls all the time. All the time from people. Let's go golfing. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And he has other very, very wealthy friends as well that used to get calls like that all the time. And the second... They stop working and they retire. They stop getting calls because nobody Damn. needs them anymore. Because nobody can get access because they're done. You they know have what? No power. They have no leverage anymore. They're done. The other thing is, look they're at these. Just, they're just bored. They just get bored and you're useless. Well, the network and you feel useless. Well, the net. Yeah. Well, well, that's going to bring me to my next point. But like their extended network s- doesn't see a lot of value in them anymore because they're not in a position of power and they don't care about these things. Now, the other crazy thing is that um, the people that quit working early in their career die earlier. Work keeps you sharp. It keeps your mind right. keeps your body right. So doing nothing. Doing nothing and not getting stimulated by things is going to turn your brain to mush. Not being excited or not even just excited, but not having those emotions. Or just, yeah, just not having... But I feel like the emotions and like the highs and lows that we have right now are going to get faded when we're like 65 because we've done what we're trying to do already yeah, multiple times and it becomes easy at that point. But oh, yeah. it's, it's more just the stimulation yeah. from running a business and working with people that it's like, when you miss out on that, like you feeling, age so fast. There's like feeling you have yeah. when you're doing that. And you're in the flow and like, you know, things are moving. And, and there's nothing as motion. good as that feeling. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Like we can call it flow. I, I flow or being in that. motion. Just flow. Yeah, honestly, just flow. That's what it is. When you're in flow, when you're in a flow state, there's nothing that can stop you. The ideas that pop in your head, the delusion that you have, is which is incredible. Yeah, we're really delusional people, man. It's yeah. amazing. I would honestly really wonder what would happen if we walked into our former college environment. Just knowing what we know now. I wouldn't last I wouldn't second. Yeah. 
I would <laughs> I go straight to the dean's I office would li- <laughs> I would listen to like a couple seconds of a lecture lecture just for old time's sake and get the fuck out of there. You know what's interesting? What we should do? We should actually g- next time we we go back to that place, mm-hmm. we should go to a lecture. Yeah, that would fire us up and get us working hard because yeah. if we f- totally screw up, we could end back in that hellhole. There's no way, dude. The crazy thing that no uh, f- one of the f- uh, ways that when Phil dropped out, one of the things that he used as leverage was he told himself that if he doesn't make a certain amount of money within six months, he has to go back to school. And it w- the the thing that kept him motivated through failure and failure is his fear of going back to school. Yeah. Um, I literally made a deal with, I feel like all my f- close friends and my parents that if I didn't do this or make this at a certain time, then I'm going back to school. Um, and that, that was literally the motivating factor. I was so scared of doing another program on my computer, of listening to another Dr. Smith's lesson. Logging into Mosaic. Logging, Logging into, into our Avenue to Learn. Our university uh, software, school software. It just like PTSD. Never want to do it again. Terrible. Terrible experience. Would not recommend. Zero out of ten. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That was just bad. How long have we been going for? Check the camera. <coughs> there's definitely clips in here. Yeah, no, no, there's... I can't check. What, how many seconds I'll provide it? I realized that in, gr- in this thing, it's not actually seconds. I don't know what it is. 13. So last time, our first one was... About an hour, and it was 14,000. So we're, we're about an hour. I mean, is there anything you want to bring up, talk about? I feel like we ranted a lot about school. We just kind of, basically, this whole podcast was telling you what you should and shouldn't do, which is 100% facts. I'm telling you because these I'm are the things. I'm telling you to get out of school. If you want to make money, if you want to live on your own. People always say live on your own terms, live on your own terms. Freedom, freedom. Honestly. Buzzwords. It's, you know it what? It might be so hard for people to understand even what that means, like living on your own terms. These are, these are yeah, living, living life on your own terms. But at the end of the day, what I think all of this is, is just buzzwords. Once you, once you feel it though. Once you feel living on your own terms, once you feel that... You will understand why people are delusional through for this your shit. body, you're never going to be able to go back ever again. Period. I could rant about this forever. The theme of this was formal education failed us. We yeah, ex- we're, we're definitely going to have a part two. Yeah, um, I did not even get to rants. No. I said a lot of bad things, but I did not even start speaking from the heart yet. This was kind of like opening the can of worms. This is a big part of our identity as well. Yeah. One of the, actually, one of the crazy things that was stressing me out towards the end of university was the fact that I hadn't dropped out yet. Part of my plan the whole time was to be a college dropout and have that be part of my identity. Yeah. Same thing with you. Dude, I told, and, and you can ask my friends this in high school. And even in first year university, I was like, if I don't drop out by second year, I'll be surprised. Yeah. I told my, I I finished two years, so I'm pretty much 
I told my, I actually told my friends and family, the only reason I'm going to university is to meet people to build a company with. And then I'm going to drop out. Took me four years to do that. It happened. And it literally happened at the final 10 yard mark of my education there. That's manifestation at its finest. This guy popped out of nowhere. And here we are. And uh, that was me being delusional when I was in grade 12. Saying it every single time somebody asked me what I want to do at university. Not coming true for four years until the very last moment. Crazy. That follows, and that's a great segue into manifestation. And this yeah. is the last topic we're going to talk about in this podcast because we're going we're gonna to introduce it to you. But in another episode, we could talk about it for 40 minutes, an hour, two hours. It's not going to be that long, I promise. But manifestation, speaking positive energy into the universe is one of your most powerful gifts. And I encourage you to do that and go in front of the mirror every single day and tell yourself you're the best and all of the great things that you're going to do in this world. It's the most powerful thing in the world. It is what changed my life. It is what changes people's lives every single day. There's a reason that the people that believe in it are so addicted to talking about it and spreading awareness about it because it's really easy. People are always looking for a shortcut, secret to success. Everybody's always asking for it. And then when we say it, it's manifestation. You're like, oh, no, but like, what's that? What's actually the real secret? What'd you do? What was the shortcut? It's manifestation. It is manifestation. Everything that we have is from manifestation. If you don't even want to think about us, just look at your idol. Look at somebody that you look up to in the music industry, in the film industry, in the business world, whatever your field is that you're really interested in. Try to find interviews of them about what kept them motivated on their climb up to success. Guarantee you they'll all talk about manifestation. It's real. It's a common denominator among everybody at the peak of what they do. And it's beautiful. And it changes you. It changes the way that you treat the people around you. It changes the way that you treat yourself. It encourages you to have a different thought process when dealing with your emotions and the problems in your life. And it's something that you're going to carry with you to your coffin. It's something that you're going to teach your kids and your grandkids. And I think you and I have been very grateful to have not experienced major traumas in our lives yet. But a lot of the people that teach and preach manifestation through books and through movies are people that have gone through major traumas. And this was something that pulled them through it. So if you don't want to believe us, do some research of your own and you're going to see people from totally different backgrounds, cultures um, that have lived and sworn by this method. Just try it one time. If you think it's really, really stupid you really think it doesn't work, buy into it. Try to do it for a week. If it doesn't work for you, then quit it. But that's what I have to say. I think we're going to leave it there, and I, I think a lot of people have a lot to think about. Yeah. I'd like a moment of silence. <laughs> oh. oh.
Thank you for listening to this episode of White Collar Dropouts. We are, in fact, college dropouts, and we don't like school. Beat that. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Beat that. All right. Good night, you stupid fucks.